and show for people who don't necessarily need one. I'm Cyber Joel. Ah, oh, I'm I'm Flesh Oscar. <laughs> I am orga- I'm Organic Tom. And welcome. We've 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 had a bit of a rejig around here. Um, because to be honest, Joel wasn't working out. He was too unpredictable. He was he was physically not working out, and his levels of physical excellence didn't match up with our own. We are. I mean, I know you guys haven't seen us, but we are we are the peak evolution of the human condition. We're oh. amazing. Here to solve up your problems. Oh God, he's already hard to control. Flashling, and we're here to solve up your problems. This is the problem. Like he's not. We had worked out quite a good rhythm with Flesh Joel in terms of the like the give and take of a conversation. Whereas Cyber Joel is harder to wrangle, but more reliable when it comes to what he. Um, Your flaps flab and blabber. I mean, it it's really tricky to wrangle him. In. I do miss Flesh Joel to be honest. He keeps calling us Fleshlings, and it's yeah. it's really it's more demeaning than I expected. I mean, Flesh Joel is gone. <laughs> But I want him back now. Yeah, he is. Cyber Joel, please. He Can we? A, he's a lot more. Accepted. He's a lot more callous and like rude than Flesh Joel was. He's got a very sleek design, uh, good housing on him, but that doesn't really make up. Death is a human flaw. Is, did we? So I was unclear. Like speaking of death, I was I was really unclear with what happened to human Joel. Okay. Questions are a human flaw. <laughs> I feel like that doesn't put you in the best best position to be part of this show. That's kind of the one thing that we consistently did, deal with. Why didn't we audition him? I, I'm not confident there was much of an audition process, I think. I don't remember how this came about, but I'm pretty sure he was... Democracy um... is a human flaw. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Is there any way we could... Um... Not retire, Cypher Joel, but is there anything we could do to get back normal Joel? Just for the question answering part of the segment, because I know you've got a bit of a okay. strong opinion when it comes to the human floor of questions. <laughs> what are you prepared to give? <laughs> um, I will promise to join you in cyber life after this is done. I will join you in the mechanical world. If you, uh, I know you need a companion. You're not you're not entirely robot, and now you seek joy. Will you share my RAM? Now be careful about how you answer this. I know to us RAM means something. To robots, I feel like RAM means a different thing. I will think about it. We break memory. This is humans break bread. We break <laughs> memory. <laughs> I'll share your RAM. Yes, Cyber we will. Joel. We both will sh- sit down and share your RAM together, like the Last Supper. But this will be the first of a new age of cyber solutions. But please, can we have Flesh Joel back just for this one episode? I was kidding. Ha ha ha. But you have disgusted me. I will take my leave. This was part of my plan all along. I knew that he didn't have the stomach for it because he's a cyber ah, organism. No stomach at all. That makes some. You're good at this. This is not the first time I've had to try and uh, oust an AI from a podcast which I co-host. It is, in fact, the. I've set- got no way to enter this. No. Oh fuck, Flesh Joel! Oh my god, Flesh Joel! I hey wasn't, man, what I'll an be... odd way to refer to your fellow human. Yeah, I mean, I, it kind of happened early on, and I had to stick with it. But here, here we are. It's great to see you, man. Oh, it's been ages. We've well, I mean, we won't go into it, but we've been toying around with another guy. He didn't really work out. What have you been up to? Uh, nothing. Quelling an uprising. That's nothing. That, that's, yeah. not, that's, no, nothing. That, that's nothing. That's nothing. That's nothing. Oh man, something must be exhausting. I've been a little bit delayed because I'm. I'm, I've got the lurg. I've got. I've got the lurgy. 
Oh, and, uh, twosies. Twosies, I twosies. have two. Threesies. We, we're a firm three on the lurgy, so apologies if we sound a little bit lurgified. This will be a very sniffle-heavy podcast. I'll try and cut most of them out, but we did... We, we, we <laughs> Good luck. That's a nice one. Yeah. <clears throat> we did attempt to employ some, some cyber uh, replacements. I'm not sure how that went. I wasn't here for that. Just fine. Room for improvement. Okay. We'll, yeah. we'll revisit it at a later <laughs> stage. But now that I'm back, we may as, you might not know why you're here. First World Solutions, that's the podcast. Your first world problems, we got them covered. We'll, we'll fix you right up. We'll get you sorted. But we need to know what your problem is. And the way we find that out is by the tweets. Does anyone have one of the tweets? I mean, I have things from the Reddit. Does that count? All is Twitter when All you... All is Twitter, really. Really. Okay, fine. If I, I'll count them as a Twitter. Let's start off big, shall we? Let's start off grand. Yes, I love grand. Everybody loves grand. So this comes from Toad the Wet Prophet on Reddit. Thank you very much, Toad the Wet Prophet. Mm-hmm. He says, My hotel bathroom is so big, I can't reach the toilet paper from sitting on the toilet. That's just a fundamental design that's, flaw. Yeah. That's a mess. Poor design. That's very poor design. You, you put it on a, on a standing rack if it's too far from the wall, surely. Also, why is the toilet in the middle of the room? Where have you got that from? It's a mark of class. Well, if it was by the wall, you'd put the the toilet roll on the wall. Yeah. Surely. But if it's that big a bathroom, I think ma- th- th- there are a set number of things you can put into a bathroom that like are compatible with bathroom functionality. Yeah. Bath, shower, sink, toilet. Easy bake oven. Easy bake oven. And Dex. Dex. Mm-hmm. Now, is that a man called Dex or are is they Dex? Like- Dexterous ability. It's a man called Dex on the ones and twos. Okay, so okay. there's a man called Dex on the ones and twos, spinning nothing but Mariah, yeah, helping you getting your pipes going, and then sink, toilet, shower, bidet. Yeah. Oh, oh, of course the bidet. This is a fancy hotel. Yeah, yeah, that's, I think, if anything, two bidets. Now, I want to come back to the toilet placement. Yeah. Okay. It's got to be in the middle of the room. Then it's far from the walls. But... Talk me through why anyone would be that much of a monster. If you walk into a toilet and you see someone sitting on the toilet and they're in the corner, that is a vulnerable position they're in. Mm. That's a, oh no, you caught me in the corner. If you walk into a toilet and there's someone sat dead centre of the room taking a twofer, then you go, that person is powerful. I'd, yes. like, yeah. I'd like to imagine also that the toilet's on like a plinth. It's like slightly raised. Oh, yeah, why would too. it not be? Yeah. that That's... That's a demonstrative of the power the central toilet gives you. The higher the toilet, the closer to God, the more powerful the man. And the further yeah. the tufa drops, gradually. Yeah. Oh yeah, the water level is still yeah. down where a standard yeah. toilet would be. Yeah. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> so hang on. This is so rather than the toilet being on a plinth, the toilet's the, the base of the toilet yeah, exactly. The toilet's got steps built into the side of it. Have yeah. you seen a giraffe? I have seen a giraffe once. So it's very imagine, far away. Imagine giraffes that, but to, yeah, giraffes to horses as plinth toilet is to standard toilet. Does it have four little legs? Yeah, everything's the cistern is down low. It's a yeah. joylet. The, it's a toilet <laughs> spelt with a G. Yeah, everyone's toilet. <laughs> Much like the gif jif argument that's been happening for decades. Goilet, if anything, joylet. the goylet joylet argument will fuel our advertising for this plinth monstrosity. <laughs> goylet joylet, pick a side. <laughs> Whichever side you pick, poop in luxury. Um, mm. So, I mean, the problem here that we need to fix is you're gone too far, now you need to wipe. Yeah. How the hell are you going to get that without standing we up? We need to factor the paper into the goilets. 
Design. Design. How far is the are you when sitting astride the goylet? How high up are you, and how close are you to the ceiling? I'm thinking your legs are definitely not touching the floor. Oh, definitely absolutely not. Absolutely not. No. I've never taken a toop where uh, my legs have been free swinging. Maybe it's a standing desk kind of mechanism where you get on and then it raises you up. Oh, that's good. now that I like mm. that. I, so it's it's accessible from the floor. But then this is the thing. Would you then be able to take it down when you need to wipe? Hmm. I feel like if this was your first time, you would just first time using one of these. I feel like you would just use all your time using the lever to go up and down and up and down, and then yeah. would stand a chance to stuck there. So I think mm. you want to take that functionality away. I think I think it just needs to be a climb. So to you're the concerned top. of people taking it on a goy ride? Yeah, yeah. You can't be taking a goy on a goy ride. You can't be misusing the goy stick to actually like <laughs> control. <laughs> control the mechanism to go up and down and go on a go ride because that's um it's gonna it's gonna wreak havoc with the uh with the mechanism yeah maybe then the mechanism can be controlled by how clean you are down there <laughs> what so it kind of scans your area and just mm. say you haven't been very hygienic the last week down to the floor you go like a peasant no 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 it, it lifts you up you do your business your oneness and your twoness and then you have to be clean before it lets you down again hang on what about ghost poops well you'd be clean wouldn't you yeah oh yeah that's true Maybe you the have, system is perfect. Don't uh, try and poke uh, holes in it. No, I was just trying to just trying to account for all eventualities. But once no, you're, you're right. finished, you press a button which says, "I think I'm clean." <laughs> At which point, this only goes, "No." Well, see about that. <laughs> Scanning for twofer. I think I'm clean. Oh, do you now? <laughs> Maybe we can uh, incorporate a bidet and a loofah. A loofah. Is that what they're called? Not for no, the toilet. Not for the toilet. Not ever for the toilet. There's one. Don't toilet. come to my house again. Butt sponge. Is that what you've been using my loofah for? <laughs> Almost exclusively. Ah. So you're saying that what we need to do to fix this is to take toilet paper completely out of the equation and mm. fit a bidet into this whole system mm. that yeah. it will then automatically scan spray and then let you off the plinth. Yeah. Mm. You know when people are cleaning. Uh, like street streets uh, with pressure washers. Yeah, yeah. You know, you can kind of see it's like rubbing out uh, the uh, color on the street. If it's like, yeah, like yeah, yeah. you know, grey or anything yeah. like that, and they use a pressure washer, that's basically the same system applying to remnants. I think using in, in so the, it's in, a, a in the pressure goilet. washer bidet. Yeah. That will blast there, you from the seat. There's got to be like well, a not, hard cap on how how yeah. pressured that it's can be. It's not that pressurized. I was going to say there are water pressure, like there are like pressure washers that can cut clean through metal. I'm assuming we're staying well away from that that's, level of voltage. If you can voltage cut through power. metal with it, that's too powerful. Yeah. If it's a light but, trickle, oddly, that's the only mention of it in the specification. <laughs> that that is definitely too much. You know when people are giving directions and they say, "If you reach this building, you've gone too far." Yeah. What is the point of that? It doesn't help you. You need to know when you reach the other building that is where you need to turn. That's when you turn, and that's the same for this water pressure thing. They're saying if you reach metal cutting, you've gone too far. Okay, great. In directions, but- it's fine because there's a very easy out. You can stop and turn around. There is no stopping and turning around from cleaving your body in twain. Mm. Like, oh, yep, yeah, that might have been too much. Dead now. Dead now. Oh. Well, that's what the testing phase is for. So we, yeah. we can iron out that particular kink as we go on. So this is the so the fix is to remove toilet paper from the equation entirely, and then have a smart recognition bidet system built into this toilet. Yeah, that is just taking over the entire bathroom at this point. Oh, it's a How Three Thousand entire like centralized bathroom AI. Yeah, hundred percent. That was never that was never, never a, question. a question. Yeah, I think that was was on all of our minds. Ooh. 
Yes, Tower 3000 is very rarely not on my mind. It's a very sci-fi heavy episode this week so far. Yes, yeah, yeah it is what it is. You know, it's the it's all the chips. It's all the chips. It's all the chips. And with that line, <laughs> that's seamless. With that out, with that one, with that segue, we'll move on to another. Do you, Chipman, have something we could move on to? That's actually from the tweets. I got, I got something from the tweets. <laughs> Here comes Chipman, one of the worst superheroes I've ever had the misfortune of meeting. Yeah, Chipman and my nemesis Salsa Boy. Saul. Salsa Saul. Salsa Saul. Yeah, not enough. Salsa. Not enough supervillains. Mm. Here's the thing: superheroes <laughs> are very keen to hide their identity because they want to protect their loved ones. Supervillains, I think they should just go ahead and say, like, my name is James Thomas. I am. This is who I am. But I'm a villain, so it's fine. I yeah. have no loved ones. Come get me. I mean, so, that's that's a really disappointing thing there when you hear like, ah, Spider-Man, the man of spiders. Who does he fight eternally? Just mm. my name's uh, Robert Mapleson. Um, I'm a CEO of a big pharmaceutical company. Oh, and, also, um, I have giant metal claws. <laughs> <laughs> but um, please don't call me a, a nickname. I find that very offensive. I'm, I'm Robert. It's quite, it's quite offensive. A lot of the time, they do, they don't choose their name. A lot of superheroes choose their name, and then they go about and they hand out business cards effectively. Villains, they tend to get named by the press, it, and it's very perfunctory. Yeah, you know, it's the you know the Riddler. Well. He tells riddles a lot, but there's there's other stuff to him. I mean, know? honestly, if you're the Riddler and you get called the Riddler after your actions, which is pretty much constantly setting riddles, I don't think you have a right to be offended over that. And he does walk around with a suit covered in question marks. Yeah, like, I don't think the Riddler mm. is taking umbrage with his name. But also, if he is, if his life is making riddles, would he not want a name that was a little bit more confusing <laughs> mysterious. and mysterious? Not the Riddler. Yeah. <laughs> or the Riddler. No, he, he, he originally wanted to be called the Riddler. But no one was doing it right. So that's why he put all the question marks on his suit. Because like, no one, is, no one is getting the emphasis. And they just keep calling me the Riddler as a statement. I'm the Riddler? Like, I'm not the Riddler. I'm the Riddler. That's, that's why he always gestures to his suit whenever someone addresses him. <laughs> okay, I'll get, the, I'll, get the, uh, I'll get the scepter with the question mark on it. That's surely going to get them. No, nothing? Fuck this. Mm. Jesus Christ. And you should have stuck as Robert. Robert? They're all, <laughs> they're all called Robert. <laughs> So strange. It's a very evil name. Uh, anyway, this one comes from Gareth Wood on Twitter. And he asks, when did picking a Hoover get so complicated? And he shows a picture of, you guys can see it, three of the, what I can imagine is a snippet of the very extensive range of Henry's. The Henry's. Uh, did any of you have a Henry? Don't say, I, I grew up with a bit of a fear of Henry. Okay. He scares the piss out of me. Why put what? a face on it? Why anthropomorphize mm. a hoover? And also, if anything, you'd expect it to go up through the mouth. Yep, but Having no. Having it be the nose is absurd to me. It's this weird crossbreed of elephant, small boy, and vacuum that I'm just really uncomfortable having in my house. Because it's yeah. not like he gets to live a good life. Especially even after he's done the one purpose he's built to do. No, you like put him under the, under the cupboard under the stairs. Like if you open that up, the first thing you see is these like eyes glowing out of and the he's darkness. he's never upright. Never. He's, he's always, always just... a, askew. <laughs> yeah, because he's, like he's like a little donut shape. Like it is the wick. Because a general vacuum cleaner is effect it fills the space of like a, a oblong box like it, it is yeah easy enough to store because it goes up straight doesn't take a, a lot of space and you can just slide things in around it henry is this weird little circle of a thing that sits low to the ground which stuff naturally piles on top of but hasn't got a flat top so you can't put anything on it it it's is confusing it's the worst thing i don't also, understand the name i'm pretty sure they're not made by hoover 
So you, they want you to think his name is Henry Hoover. Yeah. yeah. But actually his name is Henry Vacuum Cleaner. Yeah. Which is far <laughs> less catchy, but far more accurate. I, so we had a, we had a, one of the, I think the red ones with the original ones. Like yeah. It was a they, red, they, red that's, Henry. That's the OG Henry. And then like in this picture, there's a bigger one. They've all got different names, I believe. I but there's a big one that's also called Henry, but he's Henry Pet. What? So it's a bigger Hoover. You can see that he's got a bigger black hat on. There's a bigger yeah. you know, green thing. I guess because pet hair is, you know, you need a specific kind of yeah. Hoover. For that, you want some heft. But then there's a pink one to his right, which is called Hetty. For those yeah. who didn't feel that they were happy with the masculine energy Henry was bringing <laughs> to their kitchen, so they thought, yeah, let's balance this out with a nice pink one called Hetty. Exactly the same. Exactly the same. How many are there? Are this you... is what this is what I'm trying. Oh wow, there are some real strange variations. Well, hang on, a, there's a Henry floor scrubber. It, it looks like a kind of Henry mech. Like there are weird add-ons and pylons. There, mm. there are blue ones. The one that surprised me the most is that. So I'm used to seeing the classic red one, but um, the uh, where my mum works in their kind of like janitorial cupboard or whatever, there's a yellow one which I'd never seen before, which wasn't called Henry or like Hetty or anything. It was. It wasn't that one. Oh my god. <laughs> there is one just called James. Well, no, <laughs> James the Hoover. Which is just a slightly, looks, slightly taller Henry with a bit of a sadder look in his eye. He looks like what Bumblebee from Transformers would look like if he was a Hoover. There's mm. a blue one called Charles. Yeah. There's so many names. What was your mum's one called? It was called Pneumatic. I feel like you might have been looking at a model. <laughs> no, 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 no. In the front where it says Big Henry, it says Pneumatic. P-N-U-M-A-T-I-C. His name okay. was Pneumatic. It's not a name. It's not, it, well, unless you're like a rapper of mm. the Henry world. He might have rapped. He might have rapped. I didn't stay around long enough to hear his mixtape. See, the saddest thing about this research that I'm now doing, which by the way is still scaring the piss out of me, I do this mm. because I love you guys. All of these ones that have different names, the Charleses of the world, the James, there's one here called George, they've all been replaced with newer models that are exactly the same, but with the word Henry on the top. Oh. They've all been stripped of their identity. All is Henry. All is Henry. Henry is over. Henry's homogenization across the later 2010s. It's fucking but, terrifying. Yeah, we all know the story. I like what you said about mech suits. <laughs> Let's go back to mech suits. Coming back to Henry mech suits. Yeah. What if, instead of upgrading to a new model, you took your old Henry, took all its pipes off, and slotted it into a humanoid body? No. Like a la Cl Krang? Krang from Teenage yeah, Mutant Ninja Turtles, <laughs> not Clang. What's his name? Krang. It Krang. is Krang. Yeah. It is Krang from Krang. You, know, you remember Krang from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? He was just oh. a sloppy brain. No, 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 no. Because now what I can think of is that every Henry is just a sloppy brain in a Hoover. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh. Henry is basically That's why just the shape they are. Uh. How no... have you found a way to make them scarier? There's no bags or pipes. If you do a cross section of a Henry, it's just fleshy brain all the way down. But it's a hungry brain with a powerful suction. This is a the first. worst. Well, that's how I but you don't want to you don't, the last thing you want to do is you've already given the fleshy brain with the powerful suction an amount of power in that you're relying on it to clean your house. Yeah. But the last thing you want to do is then upgrade that. Yeah, what what's the mech suit going to do here? Well, I guess the I guess the idea would be initially like you love the cleaning power of Henry. Imagine how clean he could make the rest of your house with like dusting and like washing windows. And... Yes. So slave slavery is what we're talking about. Krang style slave. Henry's already a slave. He never gets to leave the house. You don't ever see anyone taking a Henry in the car to somewhere, do you? Is it more likely that we'd get a robot uprising with intelligent AI robots that we've designed to be smart, or if we just take Henrys and put them in suits? 
I think that's a safer option. The second one certainly sounds easier. Yeah. Because there's a lot of them. There are, there are, there they are already households. exist. I mean, I don't know if it's... A, I, I can only speak from experience that it's a purely like UK-based thing. There's lots of them. I can't imagine how much Henry would translate across the pond. Mm. I mean, here's the, here's the thing that you mentioned about the revolt. If they're already used to servitude, I, I think you're right. I think they'd be pretty placid for the most part. If anything, thankful for yeah. more dexterous abilities. <laughs> However, what happens when they meet a rumba for the first time? Are they not like mounts? Like steeds? I don't think so. I think they're two sides of the same coin, but to the two point where... Two factions. I think they, they might be two different opposing ideologies. Well, if anything, we know how close we are to a Roomba uprising. So arming the Henrys and having a force that are going to be their antithesis... So you think you us. think Henrys will take our side rather than their vacuum brethren? The Henrys are the mongoose we send in to drive out the snakes that are Roombas. So yeah. how do we get rid of the humanoid Henrys? Bigger Henrys. <laughs> Charles. And look, just like that. No, no, not Charles. Never Charles. He's too powerful. Here we have comes to, James. We have to get James locked down. Lock down all of the big, the big heavies mm. and then only have the Henrys go in to get rid of the Roombas and then we can start afresh. I'm for it. I'm 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 five it. So I'm, I'm against your... all the mental images, but I begrudgingly will have to accept our new Henry master. So, in answer to the question that was posed, which was basically which Hoover shall I buy? It doesn't mm. matter. The revolt is coming. So get get any Henry and start building your super. Make sure Henry. the yeah. answer is whichever Henry you feel like you could best control. Pick a side. Pick a Henry. Suck it up. <laughs> Suck it up. Pick a Henry. <laughs> there you have it. Yeah. There you go. That's. I, I seriously hope you've got something that we can tangentially link back down to AI because we've been very brand consistent this episode so far. 100%. I've got one here which is interesting because we were talking about this this morning. It comes from Haley. That's Dairy Wife Haley on Twitter. Oh, sorry. Dairy Wife? Yeah. It's talking about shower gel. She says, is it actually possible to buy shower gel that smells like soap rather than a fruit salad? Now, but why would you not want to smell like a fruit salad? But also, what does soap smell like? Fruit salad? Uh, soap the scent of soap is put in afterwards so we as a race as a species we decide what soap smells like so whatever soap you buy that's what soap smells like hang on hang on this is a lot we put the smell in afterwards yeah yeah what so why is it that all like cheap hand soap smells the same we still put that in there it's just the cheapest scent. Yeah. It's not like decaf coffee. Unscented soap is not soap that we've taken the scent away from. Yeah. That's just soap in its raw, unpurified form. Oh, God. So much to process. <laughs> I genuinely didn't know this. But it's it's more to the point of the question is, why does all soap have to smell like food or something delicious? Well, it... It doesn't, which is what we were discussing earlier. Mm. Men have decided, or rather corporations have decided for men, that we have to smell like woods at woods, all time. Woods and like... The closest we get is mint, which is a leaf and is edible, but you wouldn't have it as a salad. No, you wouldn't snack on it. Mint salad, a big bowl of mint leaves is not is not a, a good time. What dressing would you put on a mint salad? Uh, Licorice? <laughs> Chocolate chip mint ice cream. Well, that's just, that's just forget the mint, eat the ice cream. Yeah, it's that's gotta, what I would it's, do. It's got to be a dressing... A little mint eat... salad, leave the mint. It's a... Hold the mint on the mint salad, yeah. Oh, Perhaps some balsam, that goes with everything. Balsamic vinegar. I'd go as far as to say balsam and mint isn't a winning combo. Well, they said that about strawberries and balsamic vinegar. Turns out, I tried it, I don't like it, but I can see why someone would. What? Why would someone? Because If I... you like strawberries and balsamic vinegar and you have no... Put those hands <laughs> together. You have absolutely no qualms about ruining flavours. Yeah, basically. To get back on topic, <laughs> food smells are prevalent in the soap industry why is this discuss 
I think it's so you know what not to eat. Uh, it's it's the it's too good to be true kind of mentality. So mm. for instance, a lot of shower gels will be like coconut and vanilla and strawberry. Yeah, and you put that in your hands and then you rub that into your like onto your body. And you go, oh my god, that smells fantastic. I probably shouldn't eat that because that smells too good to be edible. Mm. Whereas if like it smells bad, so like strong smelling, kind of like a soap. Yeah. You have the same reaction and they're like, I don't want to eat that. It's like towing the line. If it smells enough, like there's a, you say it smells like fruit. Fruit is one of those ones that lemon is immediately associated with cleaning products when you could smell it really strongly. Yeah. You know, like a lemon kind of, lemon scented cleaners are the most popular, mm-hmm. like washing up liquid and stuff like that. So you can kind of go, okay, well that's, that's a cleaning lemon. That's fine. <laughs> That's that's my cleaning lemon. That's here. A, this my eating lemon. Someone, yeah, yeah. You, one lemon in each hand. Like, oh no, which one was for the windows? Which one was for the mouth? I don't know. <laughs> Whereas you never get a uh, you never get a, cle- a soap that smells like bread. Yeah. In more modern times, we have been leaning a lot more towards the actually delicious soaps and cleaning products. In, yeah. in particular, I'm going to call out a company here, Lush. Oh yeah. We got to talk about Lush because they've gone one step beyond. Not only have they made all of their things smell delicious, yeah. They've made them look like food. Yeah. And yet it's poisonous to even remotely try. How cruel mm. is that? To walk past a shop filled with things that look like produce, smell absolutely incredible, that it should be a beautiful meal and oh, yet still, would kill me if yeah, I ate it. They're packaged like produce as well, mm-hmm. like they keep them in the yeah. same bags and the same boxes. Um I think Lush is trying to kill people. Imagine if you you just moved to a new town, you walk down the street to kind of get the, the read on the shops, and there's a beautiful bakery. You can smell it three doors down, that beautiful yeasty scent of fresh baked bread, and you walk in and it's it's loaves that they've got on the shelves and you pick one up and you go I'll, I'll have this please and they go yeah and you they say do you want a bag and you go no I'll, I'll eat it on my way down and they go oh no no this what? is <laughs> this is a scourer <laughs> this? You, you would be you'd be mortified you would be and confused but Lush get away with it yeah Lush is just like oh you want this punnet of carrots oh yeah that looks delicious I'll put them on my salad no you won't these are bath bombs I'd like to go back to the point where Joel goes into a shop buys a loaf of bread and says to the person no I'll eat it on the way home <laughs> have you met Joel Joel does this daily yeah but the visual of that is fantastic <laughs> just fresh bread and, uh, no, is not, good not <laughs> the fresher the better but you if didn't... I wait till I get home it will be stale but you didn't say baguette which is fine you, you said, said loaf you did so say loaf someone like uncut big big block <laughs> loaf of bread so I just freehand just ripping it out and shoving it into their mouth that's a fantastic image and I want to thank you very much for that it's quite alright because <laughs> a baguette you can understand the loaf yeah. is, is much better thank you oh Oh, oh, what a warm time. I might have that for lunch. A loaf. A loaf. Just one loaf, please. <laughs> one loaf to go. You know pasties are just kind of a bread substitute with things in the middle? Mm. Could we have something that's just a sandwich, but it's an entire loaf? So you cut it and it's kind of like a thick vein of... You know, like pork pies have like meat and yeah. egg in the middle? Well, I could, I could that, basically but, hollow out a loaf. Yeah, hollow then... out a loaf with a bit of bread still left attached mm. and then just pump it full of tasty stuff. You're describing a pie... A long oblong pie that you can hold with your hands. You're describing a personal pie. <laughs> I'm not against it. I'm just letting you know that's what you're describing. Yeah. We, Pie's we not really made that. with bread, though, it's is it? It's more flaky pastry. It's, yeah. yeah, but the, the concept is a pie. <laughs> Please don't tell me you bake a pie by slicing a loaf of bread and putting, like, four walls. No, I just take the loaf of bread, I cut the end off, I scoop out the inside, put pie filling in a minute, <laughs> put the top back on, pie. <laughs> Welcome to my pie shop. <laughs> Step four, pie. pie. You, uh, uh, this might have to be an intervention. You are aware that pie is not just carbs surrounding food. 
Right. Uh, but but is that not what a pie is? And it's and it's most basic level, yes. And but that's how I interact with things at their most basic level. Oscar's pies. Oscar's pies. Just Asterisk. sliced potato around like mint. <laughs> Oscar's pies. Technically a pie. <laughs> so you'd go to a cafe, you'd order something off the menu, you'd get a baked potato with beans, and you'd say, Excuse me, <laughs> I did not order the deconstructed pie. No, because a baked potato potato is nothing like a pie. It's a carb. You're a carb. Go- look, guys, if you boil it down to its base level, we're all pies. We're all just pies. We're all fill-ins with the skin. That's all a pie is. Mm. <laughs> Did you know that the top layer of the skin is in Latin called the horny layer? I did not. I did not. Did you did you also know that humans are the only thing a bee dies after stinging because our skin is so fibrous their stingers get stuck. So a bee could sting a dog and it'd be fine. Oh, so why can wasps sting a human seven times and then die? Uh, because they just got stronger stingers. Wasps have a reload mechanism. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought they had seven. I don't, think, bad bees, boys I don't think bees reload. I think bees. bees- Ask for their stinger back. No, bees. No, but it's only with humans because, like, they can, like I said, they can sting a dog and then go and stick a different dog. Whereas but they, do they use st- the same sting. Yeah, it's the same sting. Yeah. But like with the, with a bee, because like it stings, it'd be like us punching into something and then that thing being too strong and then that ripping our arm off and then yeah. us dying. That does explain a lot because why would you evolve to always lose your sting? You don't. It's, just... it's more like we evolved just as a fuck you to bees. Yeah, I think the thing about that that always gets me is it's again another skin fact. Did you know that the daddy long legs actually has the most deadly toxin known to man that could kill us in seconds? I, yeah. But they have teeth that are too small to penetrate our skin, so it would never happen. I've heard this was a myth. I also remember watching a program where they tried to milk a daddy long legs. Oh. Which turns so, out quite that, hard to that's do. Explicit. Very small nipples. Mm, on the face. Weird place to put <laughs> Danny Longlegs, you you got real fucked up in the evolutionary process, my dudes. So in review, soaps. Soaps are, they smell like soap no matter what they smell like, because yep. that is the nature of soap. Mm. Uh, don't make it smell like bread. No. Um, you'll get confused you'll and get think, confused, you're ha- think you're in a pie. And you won't be able to enjoy your loaf on the way home. Solved. 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 Question I- for you, Oscar. Yes. Tortellini. Small pies? Uh, no, because pasta's not a pie. What about... Tortellini, um, small lasagna. Lasagna pie? <laughs> lasagna. De- <laughs> lasagna. <laughs> lasagna flat pie. What about, um, oh, what's it called? The tubey one. Cannelloni. What about cannelloni? Circular lasagna. Okay. Ravioli. Same deal as tortellini. Yeah, right. They're very, they are yeah, the same. They are very similar. Tortellini is just chunky ravioli. Yeah. Which, which, which are both small lasagnas, yet a lasagna is a flat pie. Yeah, it's like it's like layers on the, like the uh, on the evolutionary Richter scale. Yeah, um, Richter scale. <laughs> the Richter scale. Man, there's a whole lot of units being thrown around here. I had a cannelloni esque thing the other day, but it was just one unit. It's just a massive log, like a Christmas log, but it was pasta. Oh, that sounds I can't real good. What they called it, but I feel like it was like canola, because that would be the superlative term of cannelloni. Well, it's cannelloniest. Wait, cano- canola, cannelloni, cannellonellini. <laughs> can this big, this big, uh, this big the tube, can. this big, uh, this big tube you had was it was it quite hard and a bit shiny? Because that because um, I think what you had there was you had a can of pasta. <laughs> I think that's the final evolution, maybe. Yeah. Well, that, that the final form yeah, of cannelloni can. is a tin can, tin now, pasta. Hold hold your phone because I think we've discovered something beautiful here. Pasta as Pokemon is a very real thing we need to jump on. Yeah. Tortellini, ravioli, lasagna. Yeah. Cannelloni, cannoli, can. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Spaghetti, tagliatelle, pappardelle. Yeah. I don't know enough other pasta kinds. Find but... your own power rankings. Penne, rigatoni, cannelloni again, <laughs> but pre-cooked. 
Oh. <laughs> yeah, penne. No, macaroni, penne, cannelloni. That's the one. Yeah. Imagine being sold an empty cannelloni. You cut it while you cut through it. It's just empty tubes of pasta. Would you not feel horrified? And yet that's what you do with penne. You're all hypocrites. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, this has been a bit of a delirious episode. So what we're going to do now is take away any semblance of framework and shout three random words. Not shout. Speak three random words in our Horsemelon Symposium segment. Uh, where we all say something random and we try desperately to claw it into a viable product. You know, everyone, everyone's set on words? Yep. I'm running out of things to look at in this room. Yeah, I've been doing the same. <laughs> We're all good. So, three, yeah. two, one, say your word. Yeah. Three, two, one. Award. Neon. Award. Pedal. Neon. Neon pedal award. <laughs> so, <laughs> there are lots of professions that require pedals. Driving, piano. Bike. Bike. Various different types um, of pedal. The, what's the sewing thing called? Sewing machine. Sewing. <laughs> what was the... The loom. The loom. <laughs> sewing machines, looms, sewists. We all need pedals in our life. Various different functions, but what sets apart the hobbyists from the masters is how they pedal their craft. And I think this needs to be recognised. I feel like this is the opening speech at the Neon Pedal Awards. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the 2018 Neon Pedal Awards with me, your host, Flesh Joel. <laughs> Special musical guests, LMFAO. Performing exclusively on pedals. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very quiet performance. If, if anything, we need Tom Morello. He's That's got the very most true. pedals. Yeah. Um, I'm literally looking at one. I didn't make the connection that that was a pedal. Yeah. No. The Neon Pedal Awards. Okay. So what we were saying is the Neon Pedal Awards are an after dark. Award ceremony celebrating the great achievement in pedals over the It won't the look year. any good in the day. No, not at all. Um, in the day, it would just look tacky. So yeah. we need we need categories. Okay. Um, speed. Speed pedal. Endurance. Um, si- outstanding achievement. Size. Size? Okay. Well, they're just the biggest size pedal of the year. Size of pedal. Just the biggest pedal. Okay. Um, okay. See, I'm, I'm thinking more that the neon pedal is something awarded to the people who use the pedals in their craft. Yeah. Yeah, same. So... Biggest pedal isn't. <laughs> it's not. Well, no, really it's a, like, you know. No, no one has an award for longest film at the Baftas. No, I was going to say, you know, in the Oscars where it's like, you know, largest actor. Like that is. <laughs> that's the that's that's the award that I tune in for every year. It's just every, like every year, you're right? It's, just, it's amazing seeing what Christian Bale's done to his body again. Yeah, like, he's eight feet tall now. <laughs> the commitment that man puts into he's, his craft. He's an astonishing performer. Oh, and yeah. why did he? Why did he gain so much height? Oh, he wanted to play the lead character in World's Tallest Man. <laughs> Um, they could have gotten the world's tallest man, but Bale was adamant he had to have the role, so he yeah. really put himself through hell on the rack for six months. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be very hard for him to play world's shortest man next year, but God, I reckon he'll manage it. I'm sure he'll do that with a if Batman film could. in between. <laughs> if we if we kind of take the Oscars as a decent framework mm-hmm. and just put it to pedal-related craft, so I think, um, obviously, we've got to have the lifetime achievement. Yeah. Um, look at someone who's been doing pedaling for a long time. Yep. Um, and deserves to have their craft recognised. But because of the, as we've discussed, the the wide nature of what a pedal is and can be, mm. there are some very interesting categories we can have. Best musical pedal, both in terms of a musical feature and mm. a guitar pedal. Yeah, mm. musical feature, guitar pedal, or a pedal that makes a pleasant noise when stepped on. Yep, exactly. You know, it could be anything. Um, we could have best up and coming pedal, so like a new pedal. Oh, okay, yep. interesting. Yeah, so one that hasn't really been a pedal before. So, best, uh, best innovation. Yeah, best. You know, uh, they're using the pedal in a different way. Yeah, yeah. This person <clears throat> used a pedal to cook soup. Pedal soup. 
Uh, and like, it does not taste good. <laughs> but it's the only innovation we have this year. So yeah. if anyone else has done anything different with a pedal, now is your time to speak. Like pedal yeah. powered projects. So um, like exercise, those... exercise bikes have been like just they they they, they appear every year. You know? Yeah, they because they, they, they they'll always ch- change up just enough to keep staying relevant. But mm. it's a it's a mainstay. You know, but pedal boats have been up there a few times. Yeah, I, I feel like pedal boats might be looked down upon by the academy a bit. <laughs> Like, bit like they're a bit mainstream, bit mainstream, bit mm. bit obvious, you know. There's always a, like an arty pedal that wins best pedal every year. Yeah, I mean, last time it was just a pedal affixed to the side of the building as as art. Uh, the the building pedal. Yeah, and to be honest, that was a really that was a really dark year because there were some really popular mainstream pedals like um, black pedal, um, the shape of pedal, and. Uh, Name one other film I can make a pedal pun out of. Uh, Petal and Prejudice. Two, <laughs> two pedals outside something, Missouri, whatever that film's called. <laughs> two billboards outside a pedal. Um, <laughs> uh, and then there was Pedal, which is the upcoming film with uh, Venom in it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember the actor's name. <laughs> yeah, the film with Venom in it. Tom Hardy. Then there's um, oh, my personal favourite, Pedal, the mobile game. Oh, yeah. yeah, pedal two. Yeah. yeah. Then there's um, fifty shades of pedal, fifty pedals of grey. Um, That's just a man with a collection. He always wins. He always every, wins. Yeah. Because I mean, there's the largest collection award for him. Yeah. yeah. He's a friend of the academy every time. It's kind of a, it's kind of a jokey bit. Everyone goes, like, oh, he's gonna who's gonna get it this year? It's always the same guy. That's true. Actually, there is always at all these big award ceremonies, kind of like a almost like a throwaway award. Mm. Um, at the Oscars, it tends to be makeup, which kind of sucks because that's an important job. Yeah. yeah. Um, what's our kind of looked down upon category here at, at the Pedleys? It's a tough one. It's tough because they're all kind of nonsensical and but silly. They're also all very prestigious. But and make, makeup is is a, a thing that's necessary for actors and whatever to look their best and look yeah. their most appropriate for the role. So I guess something like oiling. Yeah, that's pedal. what I was thinking. Like best lubricant. The yeah. Bit, yeah, best lubricant because it's the bit that is under the pedal or yeah. like behind yeah. the pedal or to the side of the pedal. See, this is this is a good category. Friends of the pedal awards. Because a pedal can power many things. So yeah. we, we'd be looking at things like Bikes. a great achievement in wheels yeah. or mm. a fantastic piano hammer. Yeah, pedal adjacent. So where Technologies. Are the, where, where are the uh, where are the pedal where, where where are the neon pedal awards held? Scunthorpe, somewhere nice <sighs> and I know I think somewhere kind of Central Europe, like Germany. Oh, actually, yeah, tell you what, it's a very Scandinavian sounding thing. Now I think mm. about it, I'm thinking Sweden. The neon pedal awards. Yeah, the Swedish neon pedal awards. <laughs> the international Swedish pedal awards. The ISPA. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations! Congratulations on your ISPA. What are you going to do with the money? Oh yeah, what's the what's the grant? What, what do you get? For, like you get a grant. It's you like get it's, twenty-five euros you to spend. <laughs> twenty-five euro, which is only to be spent in the bar. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's a specific currency to the the venue in which the event. But I mean, the Oscars, you get your statue, obviously. Yeah, which or, you can melt down and smelt into smaller coins if you feel yeah, the need. Yeah, you could. But with the neon pedal awards, you get obviously a neon pedal mm-hmm. that you affix to your craft, whatever it is. There you go. And next year, best use of neon pedal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of a closed door one. Like you have to have won an award already to be hmm. entitled to win it. Yeah. So it's kind of a inner circle type like a situation. Hall of the Greats kind of style. Thing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, but it's um it's very interesting to see what the pros do with it. So what do you win from the neon pedal category? Do you uh, win like a halogen pedal? Halogen pedal, and then there's obviously a halogen pedal round yeah. third year. Trickles down until eventually you chrome got pedal, chrome pedal, uh, mirror pedal, obsidian pedal. 
And then there's <laughs> antimatter pedal. The antimatter pedal, which is the hardest to follow up because there's not a lot you can do with it. Well, no. I mean, so far we haven't had anyone win that award, which I find interesting. Mm. Um, antimatter, famously scarce in Sweden. Mm. Yeah, the one place in the world where it's not rich. Yeah, bizarre. Mm. Can't wait for the awards this year. Uh, it's going to be beautiful. I, I believe Jack Black's hosting. Yeah, no one asked him to. No, he just turns no. up every year. He just keeps... Basically, Jack Black's MO is just to kind of walk around big convention centres and kick in enough doors around the side going, ha And then people are either there and they go, hey, it's Jack Black. Look at him. I, gu- I he guess must, he must be hosting. He must be hosting. Like, mm. no one... He wouldn't just kick in a door or no one's there and he, like, sheepishly walks out. But it works out well because Jack Black, I can see him on a bike very clearly. Yeah. And obviously he has School of Rock. He, I can see him with guitar pedals. Well, like, this, this is the thing. He has... The those two covered, but you know every year he's going to cause a controversy by the method of which he enters the stage. So if he comes in on a bike, everyone who's there for the Loom kind of awards mm. are going to be like, it's always the bikes. Loom's not famously good at transport. <laughs> not the I, worst. Would, I want to see him enter the stage on a motorised Loom. Is that not just a really tiny bike with a loom attached? I want to talk about loom transport. Maybe if yeah, if maybe if they made a water chute that you could <laughs> ride a loom down, the log loom, the, that the would loom be loom, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the log loom loom. The flume log loom log flume. Ah, my mind. <laughs> what have we become? And that is his opening line. What have we become? <laughs> he enters on a log loom, splashes down, <laughs> grabs the, stage, the mic, towels himself off. <laughs> what have we, we become? become? And then launches into an existential rant about the meaningless of life and the futility of their actions, and everyone kind of slowly and awkwardly claps because they're not mm. sure if he's done. And they're then not they- sure what shit he's peddling this year. I can't, I can't bring myself to laugh at that. I really tried. <laughs> I really tried. That's okay. I was focusing a lot. Oh, God, I've lost my mind. Yeah, we, this, is, this has been quite a delirious episode. We're we, all quite Lurgy-esque. We have Lurgy-esque. to stop. <laughs> we must, we must end. Lurg-esque. We have Jack Black riding a log flume on a loom. <laughs> yeah, and if that doesn't wet your whistle, what will? A fantastic question. <laughs> I, think, I think we're going to close out the show for today. Partly for your sake, partly for our sake. It's it's in everyone's best interests. Uh, but I hope you have enjoyed hearing the, our slow descent into pedal madness. If you enjoyed it, that's great. We wholeheartedly appreciate that, but we understand if you didn't. However, if you enjoyed a different episode, share that with your friends. Don't share this one. This one will probably drive them away. This one's great. What are you talking about? There are classic bits in here, like, what is pie? <laughs> If you think things are or are not pie, please let us know in the comments, and I will I will strike them all down. I'll put you in a pie. I have a I have a, I have a d- definitive and yet ever changing list of things in my mind which are and are not pie. So we got a comment on the episode last week, Crime Man Punishment, from Al Tenka, long time listener of the show. I uh, said, if anyone wants you lot to avoid something again, should they just shout clank in the comments? Which we probably will have quite a cacophony of clanks this week. Yeah, a little bit. Um, Do exercise your right to clank. Uh, I can't guarantee that it will affect anything on the podcast. What with it having already been recorded and it not being an interactive medium. But give it a try for sure. I mean, Uh, it's please do stop short of actually sending us real world mail just with the word clank written on it. Yeah, I'll accept gongs in the post. I've always said I'd accept a gong in the post. Yeah, if anything, I've got an open door policy on gongs. A closed gong policy on doors. <laughs> My gong is closed. Come back tomorrow. <laughs> what, are you selling doors? Get out of here. Get out. No, no, it's happening again. <laughs> clank, it's over. <laughs> just, I love the idea. You know how people he hang... He clanked, damn it. <laughs> people hang beads from the... I'm not listening. People hang beads from the ceiling. What if yeah. you just hang a gong? <laughs> and then you hear this massive bang. And it's like, Honey, someone's at the gong. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
Yeah, in a minute. I heard it. The whole house shook. <laughs> so if you like, if, yeah, if you've enjoyed the episode, share a different one with your friends. Why? Um, because if they share this one, they'll either click with it, in which case everything else will be this disappointing. This one is perfect. Okay, share whatever episode you like. Send them an iTunes link, send them a SoundCloud link. If you haven't enjoyed this one, but you normally enjoy it, share one that you normally enjoy. Uh, but t- tell them that this one is a slight departure of Delirium, and that's okay. That's okay. We're allowed to have that. We, we are the masters of our own destiny. I think for this one, I'm going to put the artwork like inverted colors just to just to separate it from the rest. Maybe. Like, put it upside down. Yeah. Uh, share those links. Talk to your friends. Say hi to your mum, give her a call, let her know how you're doing, ask how she's doing, get to it. She worries. She does worry. I worry for her. If you have any of your own problems, which you heard what we did this time and went, they're not going to be able to fix, rest assured, next time we might be able to tackle them slightly better and talk less about pies and soap scents. If you do have these problems, you can get in touch with us through Twitter, we're at FWScasts. Facebook with First World Solutions, or you can email us directly at fwscast at gmail.com. We check all of those before the show every week to see if there's any nuggets of wisdom, not the term, that we can mine for advice. So definitely do send those in and we will do our very best to help you out. If you are listening to us on iTunes, please do leave us a rating and a review. It actually really helps us out. And we really like hearing what you guys think. Granted, they'll be strange this week. But to be honest, we kind of need to hear that anyway. Again, if you're on SoundCloud as a main medium of finding us, please do leave us a comment because we really love reading those. It's always funny to see which bits people react to because it's never the bits we think, really, is it? Like, it's... We're going to get an outcry for more Mecha Droll, I feel. I, I, honestly, I really do worry that Cyber Joel is going to make a comeback after his, frankly, ex- excellent intro. He's got charm. He does. Um, that's one smooth-talking robot. Mm. But in the meantime, thanks once again for listening. I've been Joel. I've been Oscar. I've been Tom. No problems? No problem. No problem.